Do it again. Of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world. You're listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. A martini, shaken, not stirred. Don't try and church it up, son. You can't handle the truth. I am the picture that got small. Your first one's on us. Hey, hey, thank you for listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling, the podcast. I'm Mark Rigadana. I'm Richie Byrne. And on the production, Soul Joel. The one and only. Oh, yeah. Wagner College graduate, Soul (laughs) Joel. Um, so real quick, right. last last yeah. week we talked Adam Sandler. Yes, there is an update. Yes, there is an, there update, is an update that I I kind of forgot that I left out of the story was last last October. No, it was uh, what am I talking about? It was it was Easter? It was it was Good Friday? No, it was the beginning of Lent. So it's the beginning of Lent. I went to an episode of uh, Kevin Can Wait. Yeah, oh, okay. uh, a show, Kevin, Kevin James, James show, which yeah, yeah it's so so we're wasting no time dropping names on this. <laughs> yeah. show. Get right to it. We should name the, the podcast watch should be feet. called Dropping Names. <laughs> watch watch your, your feet. feet. I like to call it Forty Five Seconds In. <laughs> <laughs> Richie's up two nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I go to a, a shooting, and um. I'm with uh, Darcy Novick. Shout out to Darcy Novick. Shout out. Shout out. Darcy Novick, who isn't a comedian, but thinks she is. So I go to, to, the, to the shooting of Kevin yeah. Can Wait. And Darcy, after the show, we're supposed to go to, some, to a, a restaurant, a great restaurant. Chris and Tony's out in uh, Long Island at, in Jericho. A great restaurant. And um, they always have their... They, they, they always, Darcy and I always go there, whatever, anyway. So we were going to go there, and Darcy gets a phone call from uh, Gary Valentine's wife. Three. Uh, Gary wasn't on that show. And what am I, I got to tell the story. Keep going. Keep going. Yes. I, I've so, just, just, just ignore Mark and I. So <laughs> they were at another restaurant. So she says, hey, and I haven't seen Gary in years. Gary and I used to be pretty good friends. I saw him at a, at a shooting, but that was it. So she goes, you want to go see Gary? Uh, uh, his wife called me. And I go, oh, yeah. So we go to this other restaurant. So when we get there, I'm thinking it's just going to be me and Darcy and Gary and his wife. And, and I'm very excited about this story because you went to two restaurants. And <laughs> Gary. <laughs> Double header. Gary yeah. says, well, we got to get a bigger table. And I'm like, well, we got other people coming. So Adam Sandler's wife plays a part on. Kevin can wait. She's Chris Chris Roach's wife. Oh, that's right. And she was in town. She wasn't in the episode, but it, it, she's lovely. She's really lovely. She's really. So we get the bigger table, and in walks Kevin's wife, Adam's wife, Adam's mother-in-law, and Adam's the head of the production company, Adam's production company. And I'm sitting there. That's a good table to and be I'm, at. And all I'm thinking the whole time is, I have this great story about her husband, and I can't tell it. I want to tell this story <laughs> about how her husband owes me $150. And Darcy was saying that I should have told it. But the, what I want to say was that at the end of the night, his wife picked up the tab. 
Well, it's yeah. kind of even, yeah. Stephen, now. And, and Kevin's wife's really lovely, but I just thought that was really funny that I'm sitting there going, 30, almost 30 years ago, I was so mad at this guy, and now I'm like, his wife is so sweet. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, yeah. It was, Pick so, it off the tab, put this story to rest. <laughs> yeah, but I wanted to go. Which there is She an actually ending. said, I, I, am, I got this, like because they were fighting. And you went, and as I, you should. And I wanted to go, and I wanted to go, yeah, we're still not even. <laughs> Hilarious. So in a segue to that. So that if you didn't hear the last podcast, you don't know what I'm talking about. You're going to have to go back, yes. pause it, go back to the old one. Right. And now relist. And what were you going to say, Mark? I'm sorry. Oh, segue into, the, so this was on uh, Good Friday, you were saying? Oh, no. no, no. The what, beginning of Lent. The what happened? Lent. Well, here's what He originally here's, said Good Friday. Here's what happened. Richard lost this track of This is actually a story. funny story. Um, it was the fir- first Friday of Lent, and you're not oh, supposed to eat meat. Meat. Right, I gave up drinking for Lent. Why? And, and so I'm at the restaurant. That's the most anti-drinks jokes and storytelling thing you can do, <laughs> no, listeners. No. I'm at the restaurant, <laughs> and Gary's like, "Hey, man, how you doing?" I've been, I go, "Good, man. I gave up drinking for Lent." He goes, "Well, it's not Lent yet," and they're very, I mean, they're very into the Catholic religion. And I go, "What do you mean it's not Lent yet?" And he goes, "No, I, I went to." Uh, Mass this morning, and the priest was saying it's a pre-Lent. We're in pre-Lent. That Lent doesn't start till Sunday. <laughs> that was good enough for me. That sounds that works. I ordered a beer so fast, and I knew he was wrong. Yeah, I knew. And so when Kevin James' wife showed up, she's like, "What?" Because he he's like, "It's pre-Lent." She goes, "There's no pre-Lent." <laughs> and I'm like, "There is now." <laughs> And we're pre-gaming. I'm all <laughs> hopped up now. <laughs> they actually called like a priest that they knew, and he's oh, like, God. and he's like, "There's no pre-Lent, Gary. It's Lent." And I'm like, "I'm drunk. I don't care. <laughs> Too <then> late." <laughs> so, um, Jim well, Brewer is not really a priest. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, if you never saw Kevin can wait you you don't understand that joke at all. But go ahead. <laughs> so uh, on a Good Friday, I have a Good Friday story. Um, when I worked at Stand Up New York, I was you on know who way, doesn't have a Good out. Friday story? Jesus. Yeah, that was a, that was a very <laughs> bad Friday. Oh, Jesus is right. <laughs> <laughs> so I was working uh, in Troy, New York, and it was uh, Good Friday, and they had this gig. You probably remember Kenny had a gig up there. It was. Lake Ontario Playhouse, and they yeah. had a, a gig in Troy on the water. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I was up, and it was at this restaurant, and this was the kind of restaurant it was. Where the stage was, was a giant life-size picture of Lee Horsley. Remember the action hero yeah, of the 80s? vaguely, yeah. And, Lee Horsley. <laughs> had a Lee Horsley, like, Miller Lite ad. Matt Houston. Yeah. Right? And, yeah, and he was wow. in a cowboy hat and boots, arms I crossed. remember that picture. <laughs> And it was like a light beer ad. Yeah, Lee. And, <laughs> and that was the stage. And it's me and I, we're working with a buddy, uh, a friend of ours, Spanky, and I'm on, ready to go on. And the MC's up. And the MC's not a true MC. He was the club owner. And he would right. go up. Mike and Kinney. Do, yeah. And shout out do, to Mike Kinney. Shout out Mike Kinney and yeah. Spanky. <laughs> Spanky. Big shout out. Um, so anyhow. Uh, I'm dropping Kevin James. You're dropping Spanky. <laughs> Are we going with funny or famous? <laughs> oh! <laughs> Margaret Godana, ladies and gentlemen, not Richie Byrne. That's who you're hearing. <laughs> so anyhow, um, I, I, Mike's on stage, and it's there's only like ten people in the room, room, and it's it was brutal. 
It was brutal. I get a phone call on my cell phone. Now, I worked at Stand Up New York, and my phone rang 24 hours a day, either comics or people at the club needing things. Like, nobody could do anything on their own. Right. So my phone's ringing, and it's from the owner of the club. And I kind of already told him I was trying to get on my way out. I was trying to get out of booking, and I just wanted to do stand up. Was um, it the old owner or the new owner? The old owner, okay. Carrie Hoffman. Okay. Shout out to Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> He's a friar, fellow friar. Yes, and he does Sinatra. Amazing Sinatra. Yeah, he Greg really Rogel does. called some old Jew eyes. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> That's the greatest. Nickname. I know. Um, so anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll tell you the story about his Sinatra taping after. He, it, it was amazing. But uh, anyhow, so Mike's up there, and he goes to bring me on. Carrie calls me. I'm on the phone with him, and he's basically telling me I have to turn my keys in. And I go, Carrie, I'm in Troy, New York right now. Like, I'm five and a half hours away. You're going to have to wait until Monday. And he keeps talking. I'm hanging up the phone as I'm like, Basically losing my job, even though I won it out anyway. So I'm hanging. Was up the he phone. firing you, or was it when he sold? Uh, no, no, no. It was well. It was before he sold. I told him I wanted out, okay. but he was begging me to stay because. Oh, I get it now. And then all of a sudden, he just called and goes, "He must have found somebody." So he's mm-hmm. like, "All right, turn your keys in." So <laughs> as I'm walking on stage, I just like lost my job. <laughs> I'm walking on the stage. To ten people in Troy, New York, and I said the first joke, and nobody laughed. And I go, "Boy, if this is Troy, I'm with the fucking Romans." <laughs> somebody, <laughs> and this was Good Friday. <laughs> yeah, well, and somebody lobs a fucking dinner roll at me, hits me right in the head with a dinner roll, and I go, "And on Good Friday, now wow. I know what Jesus went through." Jeez, why, my God, really? And the guy in the front row, right after I say, and now I know what Jesus went through, the guy in the front row leans in and goes, yeah, but Jesus is going to come back. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I thought the dinner roll was rock bottom. Jesus is going to come back. <laughs> so I just lost my job. That's a a dinner roll thrown at me. I bombed three jokes in a row, and I just went, you know what? When the audience is funnier than you, it's time to go home. Good night. And I just walked off stage. And Mike like ran back up. Were and, you were you headlining or no? Or no, I was opening. And then I, as I was giving Spanky like a hug oh, backstage, Spanky, right. Spanky looks at me and goes, "Yeah, you remember being in grade school and like the bully would go up and get a shot. You know, everybody was getting a shot, and the bully got his and started crying. That's what I just witnessed. Because <laughs> I was the guy who had the thickest skin on the planet. I used to. The reason I got in the comedy was I kind of invented the check spot in the city there they would just make the mc go up and right. eat shit while they paid the bill and then bring the last comic up and the mcs used to bitch so much that i was like fine i'll do it and so i really? used to just go up and eat it and i didn't even really care to be a comedian or anything and i'd just go up and try to fill the time and then I, when i got good at that doing stand-up when the audience that's the was hardest thing in, in the business to do yeah so if you started with that you're it, you can only go up from there. Yeah, so it, it became a thing where when I actually did stand up in front of an audience that was listening, I was like, holy shit, comedy's easy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. this is great. But I remember, like, I was, like, the most callous dude. And when I gave up, Spanky was just like, oh, shit, this is going to be a bad show. <laughs> if Rick and Don is bailing. <laughs> yeah. I always do my time. Wow. But not a minute over. 
<laughs> so, but in stand up, we get to meet all these kind of cool people. Like when I worked at stand up, like one night George Carlin came in. I and, met Carlin. And he just walked into the club. He had a little hat on and he just goes, Let me sit in the back where no one will see me. And he got a bottle of water. He sat in the back of the room and watched the show. He left before it was over. He goes, I don't want to be rude, but I just don't want to take away from the comedians on stage because people would get up and go, George Carlin's here. You know, so he just kind of snuck out. But then the next day he called the club and I had the day off and he called and asked for me because he wanted somebody's number. And they said, uh, you know, well, Mark's not in today. And then he goes, oh, this is George Carlin. Could you have him give me a call back? And they go, well, we'll give you his cell phone number, which was like we had a rule. Nobody is allowed to give my cell phone number. Out, but when it's George Carlin, it's George Carlin, <laughs> well, a guy who said he's George Carlin. <laughs> no, so they give George my number, and he called, and the number came up. I didn't recognize it, and so I, you know, ignored it. And this was before you could save voicemails in like a cloud. Mm-hmm. And I had a voicemail. I was like, hey, this is George Carlin. Mark, wow. could you give me a call? Really cool. I wanted to save it, but like, you know, back then, he it was, was like uh, Dr. Days. Oz was his, his doctor. Are you serious? Yeah. Oz told me stories in season one. He used to tell me stories. He said Oz was in Turkey when George died, and they had whatever, whatever he had, uh, they had a. a I can't get technical here, but some sort of machine at Columbia Presbyterian that they had, that could could have saved his life, but he was closer to another hospital, and they took him to that hospital instead of taking him to New York Presbyterian, which was oh, man. and and Doc claims that had he gone to New York Presbyterian, they could have saved his life. Not be it just happened at this new whatever. It wasn't like oh, it's a better hospital, even though it probably is. But yeah. he just you know he said yeah he probably he said if he had if I were in a way and he called me. He would. I would have been like, no, no, go. I know what's go, go there. Wow, man, that's crazy. So, who's the uh, what? What's your George Carlin story? Well, he came in the Dangerfields one night, and um, uh, I showed up. It was it was a weekend, and I was on the show. I show up, and I'm going to use his name, Jerry Diner. Remember Jerry Diner? Yeah. He you know he passed away last year, and he was a Jerry was a good. I guy. didn't know he passed away. Yeah, oh, he was yeah. funny. Yeah, but Jerry's sitting at the bar area, and he's got his head down, and he's all messed. I'm screwed up. I'm like, "Hey, Jerry, what's going on?" He goes, "I just, I just ate it." I'm like, "Why?" He goes, "I just bombed." And I go, "Who gives a shit?" You know, right? (laughs) And he goes, "No, look, I ate it in front of him, and standing in the doorway between the bar and the stage." Was George Carlin, oh, and he's like, man. "Oh man!" I and I'm like, "Oh, that sucks, <laughs> man! Worse oh my god, that dying sucks. in front of your heroes." So, we, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we go and do the show, whatever. I don't know if he watched me. I know he was talking. I could see him talking to people in the talking to different comics in the bar. Whoever was on the show, yeah. So we, co- I come off. I think I was last. So I come off, and he's literally standing in the middle of the bar. It, show how to keep still be going on. I wasn't last because you know everybody would have been letting out. He's standing in the bar. He's talking to the comics. Sitting by himself is Jerry Diner. Doesn't want to come over. You know what I mean? Because yeah. And so Carlin at one point goes, "Okay, guys, well, it was nice meeting you all. Uh, I'm gonna go." Okay, George, great to meet you. And he looks over and he sees Jerry sitting, right? And he looks over at the crowd. 
and he looks back at Jerry, and he lifts up his middle finger and gives the crowd the finger. <laughs> and like Carlin. that, and like, and he could have done nothing, but yeah. and he gave the crowd the finger, and and Jerry goes, Jerry said something like, "I can't believe you saw that." And Colin goes, "You think you bombed?" And Jerry goes, "I know I bombed." He goes. When whole arenas stand up and walk out on you, that's when you bomb. <laughs> and only I know what that's like. Wow. I, I walked more people I, in one uh, show in one, than yeah. will ever see you perform. But you know what's funny about it? <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, uh, I got to see him back in 99. I was a freshman in, in oh college. Oh, my God. I would have loved but, but that. But I saw him down in Nashville because my roommate at the time, uh, his uh, in college, his brother was going to the University of Tennessee in Knoxville, and his dad was living in Nashville. And he got tickets to go see George Carlin. And I had never seen him before. Oh, it was great. Man. But at the end of the show, he killed. Killed. And at the end of the show, he goes, I'd like to thank, thank you for being here. You guys were great. And by the way, if there is a God, let him strike me dead with lightning right now. And he goes, five, four, three, two, one. See? A, literally a third of the crowd. And we're the old hopper, opera house. It's a huge grand opera house. <laughs> lot, like maybe grand old Opry? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the name of the... <laughs> Right, whatever. famous one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's where it was. And uh, literally a third of the crowd gets up and starts walking out, and he goes, "And that's my time." Thank you. <laughs> Please. And I'm like, dude, you didn't need to do that. You just killed. What was that for? That was just for him. Like, yeah, that was just for him. Yeah. He was in the Bible Belt, and he wanted yep. to make that statement. I'm like, oh, oh my god. Wow, Carlin, what are you doing? So wow. <laughs> Uh, what we need to do is take this show to L.A. because Paul Provenza has a million great Carlin stories, and he's a hardened atheist, so he would probably add on to that. But uh, you want to hear my Rodney story? Of course. <laughs> um, back in two thousand, Rodney got some sort of deal with an online company. They were and they were going to start up, and they wanted Rodney to be the face of the company, and the. When they were going to their their idea for starting up was doing it live at Dangerfields, and Rodney was going to be do an hour, and it was some company. I don't know that I don't know the ins and outs, all the particulars, but uh, they they had brought in uh, they had some great PR because they brought in MSNBC was there, NBC was there, news was there were news coverage. They were making a big deal about this company, and Rodney was going to do an hour, and he hadn't been. In New York in years. And yeah. so it was his wife's birthday. Uh. And they actually invited any comic that performed there regularly was invited. It was open bar, food. Uh, there were some actors there. Like, you know, they, they had some famous people there and, and all. And Rodney's going to do an hour. So he says to Tony Bavacqua, the, his partner, he says, Tony, uh, when I got like five minutes left, I'm going to say it's my wife's birthday and uh, we got the cake. So make sure you have the cake lit. And, you know, but he goes, all right, no problem, Rodney. So Rodney goes up. Now it's, everybody in the audience is from this company pretty much, except for like Rodney's kids or Rodney's best friend, whatever. So Rodney goes up. All right, okay. You know, so, so he does a couple of jokes and they're not really hitting. hitting. Uh, five minutes in, he goes, hey, it's my wife's birthday. Where's the fucking cake? Oh no! <laughs> the cake is downstairs in the kitchen in a refrigerator. It's not even cloaking. They're it's, thinking it's, he's doing an hour. It's downstairs, but it's really forty-five minutes away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like fifty-five. Yeah. So they were like scrambling. They run. They get the cake. They roll it out. Rodney sings "Happy Birthday." Good night. He walks off. He goes up to Tony. He goes, 
I'm going down in the green room. Let me know when everybody's left. Tell the comics to stay. So we're at we're at the bar. And people are leaving. Like, what happened? And, you know, it's Rodney. Like, no. So finally, after about an hour, hour and a half, it, it's his wife, his kids, the, and, and the comics. We're all at the bar. And up comes Rodney in the, in the, uh, in the robe. He's slippers. Really? Yeah. Uh, uh. All right, everybody get a drink. All right, who's drinking? Uh, I mean, you know, Rodney. Just being Rodney, man. So oh he sits at the God. bar. And I remember John Rizzo says Rodney what happened and he he goes oh, fuck these suits I've been doing this long enough they don't want to fucking laugh they're not getting Rodney for an hour and I go <laughs> said everybody laughs and I go you know it's interesting though you had all the comics who work here like you could have made your life easy just hosted the show and we could all went up and did like 10 minutes each and he goes where the fuck was this kid when we had the meeting <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. He didn't even try to argue. No. He was like, amazing. That's a great point. Jesus, who's drinking? And then I told him, I told him, because he was real. he knew every comic, because his, this uh, friend of his, Joe Ansis, lived upstairs, and Joe used to keep him abreast of what was going on, and, and he knew who we were. He knew, oh, you're talking about your mother, whatever. Yeah, you're the one, at the end of the night, I'm drunk, and I'm like, I just had, I just got drunk with Rodney. Like, how cool is that? And I go to him, hey, man, really nice to meet you. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I go, I mean, really, I mean, what more do I really need to do in this business? I could quit. He goes, you should. <laughs> Get out of here. That just doesn't show you. You should never meet your heroes. No. You should never meet your heroes, <laughs> but even though he's busted balls. But what I thought is funny is comics are always busting each other's balls, right? Yeah, We're no always doing level. it, no matter what level. And even there. Like Rodney had to bust my chops. And that's hilarious. <laughs> so uh, I, uh, I'm uh, more on the line of uh, with Jerry Diner on this uh, about not wanting your heroes to see you because I did a gig and I met my hero, uh, Rodney, and Rodney and uh, Stephen Wright are the two comedians that really? I wanted to get into comedy because of these two. And uh, when I first started doing stand-up, I got my first corporate gig that was like a big deal to me. You know, I was going up. It was in Syracuse at the Turning Stone Casino, but it was in the back at the clubhouse where the golf course is, and it was a big deal to me. Like, I was finally getting, like, a big check. It was so awesome. I knew I was up against, like, ten other comedians that were doing it, you know, three times longer than me, and I still wanted out. And uh, I went up, and as I walked in the Turning Stone, they had a giant Stephen Wright poster here tonight. He was playing the big room, and it was my moment of, like, I made it. I'm here. Stephen Wright's playing this place. I'm a real comic. I was so excited. I went up to my room, put on my suit. I had to b- go out and buy a goddamn suit for the gig. And I put it on. I'm all ready to do this, right? <laughs> I go down to meet my point of contact. The guy is in the lobby, drunk out of his mind. And he's like, all right, let's go back to the golf course. (laughs) Who was it, Joel? (laughs) (laughs) And as we're walking back, the guy keeps telling me that I'm so funny. I'm so funny. We... I should uh, I should actually they shouldn't have hired a comic. I could have went up and uh, I could have busted everybody's balls on the oh, thing God. and blah blah. I'm oh. the funniest one and I told him I I was like that's cool, but in my head I'm going after the show I'm calling my friends cuz they're all going to want to know how it went and I'm going to tell them this asshole thought he was a comedian and he should be doing it and whatever. So we go back clubhouse 
packed. Guys eating steak dinners. They've been golfing all day. They're drunk out of their mind. First comic goes up. They're asking if I want to drink with them. You know, everybody's like drinking, having a good time. It's not the typical corporate event. Right. Usually corporate gigs. I shouldn't have wore a suit. I should have just wore regular clothes. Right, right, right. I but, hate uh, that. You know, uh. so I'm like overdressed. They're all like partying and having a good time. And they keep saying like, don't do your corporate act. Just do your club act. And I was like, I only have one act. <laughs> so, I got a half So I threw the C word in. <laughs> I, I have one act to do. And, I, you know, I, I know. You, I, I love when people say that. Dude. I'm like, this is all I got, people. Yeah. The good news is you're getting that. <laughs> the bad news is I don't have another act. What are we kids? This ain't a 10-speed bike. So they keep trying to get me to drink with them. And I was like 21. So like, I should have probably started drinking, but I was so nervous. And I was getting paid real money. I didn't want to drink. You know, I wanted right. to like, I didn't want them to have any excuse to not pay me. So I went on stage and I started doing my act and they were fine. But halfway through, the waitress brings up a platter of like eight shots of tequila, <laughs> puts it on the bar stool and they start yelling, drink, uh. you fag. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> 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 so I was doing jokes and I'd take a shot, do another joke, take a shot. And I got like four of them down. And I was like starting to feel pretty buzzed. I was feeling good. I can hold my liquor. So like I still have like four or five more shots on the platter. And I oh. go and I'm at the end. I know I have about two minutes oh, left. I can't drink to kill it. That would I did me. my last setup. And right before I hit the punchline, I just bam, 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 oh. shoot them all down, say the punchline, and go, good night. They go crazy, because I just did like five shots of tequila in a row. I get off stage, walk over to that guy, and I grab him. I go, listen, you got to get me back to my room. I got two minutes before I throw up, black out, <laughs> or pass out. Shut so up. So get me back to my room. And he's like, okay. So he grabs me. He's walking me through the casino. And as we're walking through, I keep looking down at the carpet because I'm starting to get sick, but the, the carpeting at a casino oh. is worse. So now <laughs> I'm like this. At the ceiling. I know I'm disoriented. <laughs> I'm starting the buzz is starting to creep on uh, me. You're hearing the penny slots. Yeah. And that walk is always a long walk. Oh, in a casino walks worse. Yeah. I can feel it kind of coming oh, up my throat. And you're not even close to your room. And the guy keeps going. The guy keeps going. Man, that was good, but they really should have had me at least. Hose. I'm so funny. Oh, I could have been. Oh. And I'm just sitting there like and i like literally when we get to the door i'm like dude there's a reason you weren't hired to do it like you're not a comedian please stop and i go to the elevator i hit the button the elevator door hap opens the cool thing is i know the check's on the way to my manager i don't have to deal with any paperwork anything and that's why i hit those shots so quick i just right. go back to my room i get in the elevator and i hit the button but what I was too drunk to realize is this is one of those elevators you have to swipe your room key, hit the button. So the door's shut and I'm standing there and all of a sudden I black out. Really? I'd come too. I'm still in the elevator. Oh, I could have no. been out for like three minutes. I could have been out for an hour. I have no idea. I'm just standing in an elevator looking up. The door opens up. The ding brought me too. I think they call that browning out. It's not really blacking out. It's like where you go in and out. Yeah. So I come to, and the door opens up. <laughs> Fucking Stephen Wright walks into the elevator. No! <laughs> Shut I up. forgot. I forgot Stephen Wright was in this story. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> he walks in. I believe we blacked out as well. 
I know I browned out at least. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the the, the, the you, hell is I believe they call yeah. that browning out. Go ahead, tell me that is the story. Anyway, so, so speaking of Doctor Oz, so Stephen, <laughs> so Stephen Wright walks so, in. Are you on the floor? You, no, I'm standing. But I'm <laughs> fucking wobble, but they don't fall down. Around. Right. You know how fucked up you have to be to have Stephen Wright walk in and look at you weird. <laughs> <laughs> He goes in, he swipes the key, he's staring at me, he hits the button, and then his floor, and then he looks at me and goes, what floor? And I go, six. And he goes, okay. He, you know, he hits six for me. We're going up. And in my head, I'm going, I have to tell him the whole reason I'm here is because of stand-up comedy. And because I was doing comedy because of him. No, you don't. You don't have go, to tell him any of this. <laughs> well, I, I think this is like kismet. Like it was meant to be. This is going to be the moment where I meet my hero and I tell him, and then he goes, "Oh my God, you're a comedian. Let's. Uh, we should be friends. <laughs> Let's do shots." <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, I hear "bing," and he goes, "This is your floor." And I walk out of the elevator and realize I didn't say a word to him. So I turn around and rise the door shut. I go, I'm a comedian too. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. The door just shuts on my face and I go back to my room and I couldn't sleep the whole night because I'm laying there going, he's probably on the phone telling his friends some asshole thought he was a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> or he's on the phone going, I think I blacked out. <laughs> Well, speaking of blacking out, we're going to have to black out now and until next week. Thanks for listening. I'm just going to brown out. Okay. <laughs> Drink to jokes and storytelling. Follow us on Facebook at Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. Also, Twitter at DJS Pod Show. Follow us on Facebook at Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. Follow us on Twitter at DJS Pod Show. Nice. <laughs> <laughs>